Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Critics of Jill Duggar say that she's monetizing her trauma. Let's talk about it. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey guys, this episode is by no means a hyperscripted or structured format. Uh, just something that's been really top of mind for me and wanted to share it with you. So please forgive any uh, unprofessional quality that this particular video may have. Uh, it's not full rant. There are some good thoughts here, I think. Um, but, you know, again, forgive me for not having the most structured episode ever today. It's just something that's really rubbed me the wrong way. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. I'm so happy that it's beanie weather. And I'm, of course, again, rocking my A Little Bit Culty beanie from my friends over at the A Little Bit Culty podcast. If you're not tuning into their show regularly, I definitely recommend it. Obviously, you know, don't replace this show. Uh, but no, seriously, um, A Little Bit Culty is a really fun podcast, and you should go check them out and uh, grab one of these sweet beanies for yourself over from them. But I'm not here to talk about a little bit culty as much as I'd like to. Um, I'm here to talk about Jill Duggar's book and Ginger Duggar's book as well, I guess in the same the same breath. Uh, but recently I put out a couple of videos talking about Jill and Ginger Duggar. Now, I try to be very careful because my channel is not a uh, quote-unquote tea channel. Uh, I'm not just looking for the most tabloid-esque stories that I can share um, so I don't do as many videos about the Duggars as perhaps some would like, or as much as perhaps I could. Um, I try to only really talk about the Duggars, uh, when it's a really large story that is really relevant to the audience of the show. So obviously that has meant, you know, the Josh Duggar trials, his arrest, things like that. And with Jill and Ginger, uh, I haven't, I don't think I've ever really covered them until they uh, wrote their books, uh, Ginger with her book um, and Jill with her recent book and really talking through their life to this point. 
And the reason I cover those is because when there's a book, there's a lot to unpack and there are a lot of uh, stories to really talk through. And so I've covered uh, Ginger's book a while back. You can find the link to that in the show notes of this video uh, or this podcast episode. I have covered Jill's book very recently. And uh, Jill's video specifically has had a couple clips from it, and the episode itself has gotten a little bit more traction than, you know, my normal content. Uh, and the support for Jill has been overwhelmingly positive. But as always, there has been some negative uh, comments as well. And look, I understand right off the bat where people are coming from. I think there's people who uh, are wary of anything that contains the last name Duggar. Um, I think there's people wary of even Jill and Ginger uh, who view them as being, you know, complicit in this family for, you know, a long time and representing a version of the family that wasn't real. Um, and then I think on the other side, which is where I would find myself, is I understand there's a lot of nuance. People uh, may have a choice um, for themselves, but I think also when you just say, oh, you can literally... Uh, you should be held responsible for what you did as a teenager when you were raised in a fundamentalist cult. Uh, that's pretty unfair uh, because if you were to look at things that I did back when I was, uh, you know, a, a kid growing up in fundamentalism, I did things that I would never condone today. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as everything goes there, I would say there's been largely positive response to Jill taking ownership of her narrative and telling her story and uh, being very transparent uh, in her book. And then there's been people too that, you know, the idea of her writing a book really irks them. And I think the people that it seems to irk the most are fundamentalists themselves and people who, um, you know, still hold to a lot of the beliefs that the Duggars have. And so recently um, I had seen a couple comments and it prompted me to write a post over on Substack, which is a really cool uh, platform. It's got a, uh, it's kind of like a blog, but it sends out emails as well. Um, and I'll share a link to that as well to this specific article that I'm talking about. Um, but I was prompted to write this post because there were several comments that said that Jill is monetizing her trauma. Uh, here's kind of a sample of some of the, some of the uh, comments. I'll read them. Uh, why are these people being dragged up again? Is there nothing else to talk about? If this is just because one of them wrote a book to drum up sales, it's shameful. Uh, someone else said, like every family, there's good times and bad times. Be an adult. Live your life. Stop making money from family drama. Another one says, what's most disturbing now is the adult daughters are profiting off their tragedy, family name, and the religious cult they were raised in. Their motives for coming forward with the com confirmation of the double lifestyle seems it's for monetary value. If they'd received payments and could live a luxurious lifestyle, uh, would they bother to come forward? Sadly, most of their female children are reminiscent of one-trick ponies. At least some of the boys obtained a pilot's license. So that's kind of a sampling of some of the comments that have been made about it. And it really just kind of, you know, bothered me. It got under my skin, this idea of, you know, they shouldn't be writing books. They shouldn't be profiting off of this. They shouldn't be monetizing their, their trauma. And basically the article I wrote, which has gotten a lot of attention as well, of people who, um, I mean, both agree loudly and disagree loudly, is that Jill has every right to monetize her trauma. Ginger has every right to monetize her trauma. And I think that's a gross word, but I'm just using the phrase that is being used in these comments. 
their trauma that they're monetizing is their life story. And I think everybody has a right to tell their life story in any way they see fit. And if that's in a memoir, if that is in a, you know, an, another form of book, if that is in a podcast, you know, um, I think they have every right to do so. Um, one, because they're putting in the work of writing something, they deserve to get paid for it. Um, you know, I feel the same way about doing this podcast. I do this podcast. I don't feel bad when I get a, you know, a payment from, you know, ad revenue from YouTube, you know, like I'm putting work together. I'm doing research. I'm purchasing books. I'm purchasing software and equipment and, you know, doing things that are, you know, helping put together a product, which is the show in much the same way Jill wrote a book. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so one, she should get paid for her work. Two, um, it's their story. Um, it's their story to tell in whatever way they see fit. And um, you know, I again people are people are free to do that. The other thing I'll say is if you read Jill's book specifically, and that's top of mind for me because that's the one that most recently was released, you know, if you read that book, it's very clear that her trauma has been monetized for a very, very long time. Her trauma was monetized by uh, IBLP, who you know used their their family, the Duggar family, as a as a quote unquote model family to recruit people into their program. Made, I mean, I'm sure made a significant amount of money off the Duggar name. Their trauma was monetized by their father, Jim Bob Duggar, who built a multi million dollar empire off their backs without ever really paying them. Uh, their trauma was monetized by TLC, who produced 19 Kids and Counting and eventually Counting On. Their trauma was monetized by publishers, who helped present the Duggar image with books like Growing Up Duggar. The only difference now is that Jill and Ginger have taken control of their respective narratives to the best of their ability. I know there's some conversation there about Ginger. I think that Jill's book illuminates some of that in terms of what Ginger may not be allowed to say. But regardless, Jill and Ginger have both written books that they think um, really shares their perspective on their life growing up, growing up in the public eye, which is not a easy thing. Um, you know, growing up on TV, dealing with TLC, uh, working with IBLP, all of the, uh, all of the abbreviations, uh, there. And so I think that if anyone should be allowed to monetize their trauma, I mean, it should be them. If anybody should be allowed to monetize their trauma, it should be the person who lived it. And again, nobody seemed to mind when Jill's trauma was monetized on TLC, when she was getting not paid to do anything. She was dealing with tons of really horrific things that she covers within her book. And so I think them writing a book should be celebrated and it should be supported. And especially by those who have monetized their trauma in the past. I think by people who have watched 19 Kids and Counting and who did by, you know, growing up Duggar and who 
you know, supported Jim Bob or Josh or, you know, I think that, uh, you know, whether you're consuming reality TV shows, their books, the Mike and Kelly interview, like you should not be hesitant to put money down that goes directly to them through their book sales. That's, that's my perspective on it. Um, and I feel that way about any survivor in telling their story or anybody who grew up within a restrictive environment that is, you know, coming into a platform to share their story. I think you should be willing to put money where your mouth is and support those survivors, support those individuals who have left these, these movements. And, you know, and likewise, I think this is a great opportunity for production companies and podcasts and other individuals to learn that, you know, when you're telling someone's story, you have a responsibility to tell it the best you can through their voice. Um, you know, obviously, this is uh, whether we're talking about the book industry, TV industry, whether we're talking about, you know, doing broadcast shows like, yes, there is an enterprise aspect to it. And I understand that there's flashy hooks and things that can be, um, you know, things that can be used to uh, promote things that are more attention grabbing. And uh, actually recently just talked with uh, my friend Sarah Evanson from HBO's The Vow. I was on their um, podcast for their Patreon recently. And, you know, I've heard her echo similar things and Nippy echoes similar things, which is like everybody with Nexium talks about, oh, the sex cult, you know, and the tabloids ran with sex cult and sex cult and branding and like these horrific things that did happen and were important to get out. But they were done in such a callous way in the way that they covered these stories. And so I think, again, I think by seeing how Jill has told her story and how Ginger's trying to tell her story and how survivors everywhere are starting to tell their stories on various platforms, I think production companies like, you know, I mean, all production companies should step back and say, how can we share these stories in a way that's honoring to the victims and that supports their voice and not necessarily the agenda of the production company themselves. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just wanted to record this. Uh, I, I didn't plan to do this as a full episode and I hope it's not uh, too rambly as opposed to my other content, but it's just something that's been really stuck in my mind is that people are so comfortable watching a reality TV show of these girls for almost a decade and, you know, consuming other materials about them. But when it comes time for them to tell their own story, they're hesitant to give money in that direction. And that just seems really odd to me. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, drop a comment on this video um, and let me know what your perspective is. But this just really rubbed me the wrong way. Seeing people go, you know, it's uh, you're trashing your parents, which I, I don't think she does in her book, or seeing people say like, oh, you're just monetizing it. It's like, well, what's she supposed to do? Like, was she supposed to write it as a free ebook and drop it online? Like, sure, she could have, but... She deserves, like, she put in the time to write a pretty great book. Um, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the treatment of people who are starting to really take control of their own story and tell it for the first time. Um, but anyway, I just want to record a quick episode on this. I know this probably wasn't the most exciting episode of all time, uh, and I know it's a little bit it's just top of mind for me. So I want to share it, but thank you so much for watching. Uh, be sure to head back and listen to past coverage of this topic and uh, yeah, head over to the link in the description to 
read my article that's a lot more composed than this uh, conversation is. And I look forward to seeing you guys on a future episode. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.